Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into 104.3 The Fans Coffee Break. Jake Shapiro, Rachel Beal. And it's Tuesday, which means it's Trivia Tuesday here on Coffee Break. We hope that you will hang out and join us at 10.50 as we do some trivia. But as you can see on the top left-hand part of your screen, you're going to see a trivia game pin. If you go to Kahoot.it and enter in that game pin, you can already register to join us and then obviously hang out here and watch Coffee Break until we get started. But Jake, how are you? How excited are you for trivia? Good. I'm excited to defend my my championships. I am the uh, the leader in the clubhouse of 104.3 The Fan, DenverFan.com's trivia challenge. I think I've got two or three. So, you know, come at me. Whoever's going to come at me, come at me. Exactly. Yeah. Come challenge all these sports guys. Prove that you know some in-depth knowledge on Colorado sports. Again, it's going to be a real fun one today. So definitely joining us at 1050. Again, that game pin up at the top left-hand portion of your screen, Jake. But Madden just released the rankings for the edge rushers. And if you look at the Broncos, it took me to get to page four to find anybody that was even closely on the Broncos team. And number one is actually Randy Gregory for the Broncos, which came at a little bit of surprise to me. Eh, it's not too surprising because Mr. Bradley Chubb has not been very good since his rookie season, more or less, or has been hurt sure. most of the time. Uh, I actually had this argument on air the other day. I think there's a non-zero chance that Nick Benito ends up as rookie of the year, sim- uh, defensive rookie of the year, simply because none of these guys have been able to stay healthy. Uh, and Nick Benito had a really good career in college. Um, you know, the, it's not surprising. I, I'm not expecting the Broncos ratings to be very good. Like mm-hmm. they haven't made the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl. There's only two players on this roster. I think McManus and Simmons who have even been on a winning team, which was the year after the Super Bowl. So I look at it and I go, Hey, um, wh- where are we surprised? Why are we surprised if any of these guys aren't getting high ratings? They have to go out and prove it to the Madden people in primetime games, in big-time games. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson is going to end up with one of the highest ratings, and he's coming off of not his best season because of an injury, granted. Uh, Simmons should have a pretty high rating. We don't know his yet. Um, Pat Sertan might have a high rating. He's only in his second season. McManus mm-hmm. is a pretty good kicker, but like we're grasping at straws, and I've, I've talked about this on this show, Rachel. Who is the star of the Broncos' defense right now? It's mm-hmm. Justin Simmons and... Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think if you had to put somebody beneath Justin Simmons, it would probably be Pat Sertan just because of how excited people are about his potential and what he can do. And he proved a lot last year, but now it's time to step up and prove even more. So stay here on DenverFan.com. We're going to keep you updated. Mace is going to drop his rankings of the edge rushers and how his reaction is too. So it's definitely something you're not going to want to miss. But yesterday they dropped the wide receivers and tight ends. And we'll look at the NFL's first at the top 10. So Devontae Adams, who now is part of the Raiders organization. So it's in the NFC or AFC West, excuse me is number one. But then you got the LA Rams, which the Broncos will play on Christmas with Cooper Cup. And when you look at these ratings, is Devontae Adams coming in at 99 at all a surprise to you, Jake? Uh, No, he's been phenomenal in Green Bay. And I think a lot of people think he's going to be that in Oak or Las Vegas. I just did that. So the football team, Uh, the one I was a little bit surprised by was Terry McLaughlin, Terry McLaughlin. In. I'm, I'm sorry I'm butchering his name a little bit right now um he's been very good for the Washington Football Club the Commandies 
Um, but he's not necessarily who I think of as a, a number one wide receiver. All these other guys, I say, hey, that's the number one wide receiver on that team. Even Amari Cooper is that. Uh, Stefan Diggs is phenomenal. Justin Jefferson, a young phenomenal player. Mike Evans, I think, has been maybe the main guy who has rejuvenated Tom Brady. DeAndre Hopkins might be a little bit lower rated towards the end of the season. I started to see him fall off a little bit towards you started to see him age a little bit last year. Uh, I, I guess the only argument you can make, Rachel, and I guess this is a sports talk show in July, so you, you're going to make it. Um, Cooper Cup probably should be rated above Devontae Adams as the number one wide receiver. Cooper Cup just won the Los Angeles Rams a Super Bowl by doing absolutely everything on that football field. Yeah, true. Okay, I like that opinion. Uh, Devontae Adams, though, he's scary, scary. I'm not looking forward to this Broncos team facing the Raiders, but it will be fun. And if you can beat him, obviously you're proven that you are deserving of winning the playoff games or maybe even a Super Bowl. I won't get too ahead of ourselves yet because I know a lot of people, they're on the Super Bowl bandwagon. We're not there yet here on Coffee Break. Neither one of Jake and I think the Broncos will win the Super Bowl this year, but that is a completely different conversation yeah. for another time. Which me. quarterback wide receiver combination would you rather face if you're the Broncos? Carr and Adams or Tyreek Hill and Mahomes because Hill's not there anymore. So you could make the argument that the best quarterback wide receiver combination is now out of the AFC West. Yeah, it's been replaced by a great one, but I don't know where you would choose there. That's tough, but I probably would go. Mahomes is just a freak. Like what he's able to do with a football is just unbelievable. Not taking anything away from Derek Carr because he has proven to be an incredible quarterback, but Mahomes is just a freak. So you're right. Now with Tyreek in with Miami and the Dolphins, I know they, they signed a young kid or they drafted a young kid who's supposed to be the same speed that um, Tyreek is, but I don't think anyone. You're not going to have that chemistry. I I know they have Juju Smith Schuster now and he's a really good receiver, but he's not, he's not Tyreek Hill. Like there's a reason why he wasn't right next to Tyreek Hill in the Madden ratings because he's not Tyreek Hill. True, true, true. No, you're right. Okay. Okay. Well, we want to get into the Broncos now because that's a lot of people obviously care about where their wide receivers are ranking. And it's no surprise that Cortland Sutton comes in at number one with a score of 84, Jerry Judy, 82, Tim Patrick, 80, KJ Hamler, 75. And then we got Albert O at 74, Greg Dolchich at 70 and Kendall Hinton at 69. First of all, Proud of Kendall for getting on there. He's obviously, I've talked a lot about him, about being a legend for the Broncos when he had to play quarterback. So he's a hometown hero down here. But any surprise when you look at this Broncos wide receivers and how they were ranked? Kendall hitting offensive awareness on 99 there, able to play multiple (laughs) positions, right? Um, No, I thought maybe the the kid they drafted in the later rounds is going to be a good kick returner, might be able to sneak above Hinton because of his speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that Albert O being that rated low is going to change pretty quickly. Um, I'm not Albert O is a game changing tight end guy, but I do think Albert O is a capable first string tight end in the NFL, which is probably a rated in, and I don't know this year's Madden's rating average, but I would guess it's probably around 84, 85, right? That seems to be about, you know, the 15th best tight end in football, um, which I think Albert O could be the 15th or 20th best tight end in football. Uh, there is some concern because generally the teams who win the Super Bowl have a top five, top 10 tight end. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Albert O. Maybe the Madden guys weren't paying attention towards the end of last season. I can't blame them for, for not paying attention because it was really rough. Uh, I also think that, you know, Tim Patrick is a guy who continues to just produce. And he's going to be one of those guys that no matter what, and like J.R. Smith was this way until he was in, in New York with the 2K ratings. It's like, 
he's so much better than his overall is. Like he just plays better when he's on the field. He plays better in the video game. Uh, it's just like boost this man's rating. Like J.R. Smith was like rated 75 and he was one of the best players in 2K at one point. It was ridiculous. So, uh, you know, there's attributes that'll con- that can help you. You know, we're going to see how much of a bump Russell Wilson really has by these Madden ratings going up over mm-hmm. time. Uh, and I'm a big video game head. So, so this will be rather interesting to me. But again, the team around Russell Wilson has not been very good for a long time. So I'm not surprised that none of these guys are getting, you know, into the 90s. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not surprised either. Honestly, I feel like these are very fair. But sometimes I think Madden looks at the potential of these players and not what actually happens. Because really, if you were going to go off of just what happened we saw last year, I would put Tim Patrick over Jerry Judy. Now, I know he was hurt, but the fact that he still had no touchdowns when he was available to play – you have to put him over. So I think they look at the potential of these players and then you would put Jerry Judy above Tim Patrick. So that well, I get. you have to figure too, for the people that don't have online capabilities with their video games, which is still a portion of the video game community. You have to kind of make a formula with your, with your assessment on what the overall might be towards the middle of the year, more mm-hmm. so than, you know, what it is now. Um, it's it's a complex rating system, and I don't think they're ever going to do it right, which is why everyone is always up in arms over this stuff. Like, the first thing I do when I hop on 2K is boost Nikola Jokic to a 99. Like, how is that man not have 99 pass accuracy and 99, like, reaction time and stuff? He's the best passing center I've ever seen. He's amazing at some of these things. Um, and, and it's always crazy to me. It's like, he, he just had the best offensive season of all time or one of them. And the last season before that was one of them as well. It's like, how is this man's offense not, you know, getting the love. So, um, you know, there's a certain coast biased as well in towards all of these. And the fun thing is there's customer rosters. You can go in there and change the rosters. You can go in there and make the Broncos worse if you want to make it more challenging for yourself. So uh, yeah, I I don't really necessarily care too much about the ratings. I think I, I, I snap and I'm like, ah, you know, why my team, but you know, I, I get it where Madden's coming from this year. Absolutely. Well, you sparked something that actually leads us into this next segment of the show yesterday. And I tweeted back at you because you called Russell Wilson corny after you saw his cleats. And he has a four Super Bowl, so he's got the Lombardi Trophy. And he says, fourth coming soon. And you said something about being corny, Russ. I can't remember your exact wording. So I need to know, Jake, how corny is Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson is the LeBron James of being corny. Like he is so good at being corny and LeBron James is really good at being corny. Like the only thing LeBron is better at than being corny is selling shoes. And then it's being corny and then it's playing basketball. Um, Russell Wilson is in that category of corniness and that's okay. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Like people are like, Oh, that is bad. He's not a movie. He's a person. And he's a very controlled brand. Uh, he is, to use the definition of corny, trite, banal, and a little mawkish sentimental. And that's okay. That's who he is. Um, I find his wife far more interesting of a personality than he is. At the same time, Russell Wilson's corniness and being so pro-management is one of the reasons why he was run out of Seattle by that defense and by that organization over time. And while people continue to cool on the Russell Wilson as a Denver Bronco thing, 
I would just remind you, we're getting all the parts that are annoying about Russell Wilson right now. All the corniness, all the travel that bothers people for no reason. That stuff doesn't bother me. Uh, we're not getting any of the good parts, which is him playing football. He hasn't played a down yet for the Denver Broncos. So I understand people are like, ah, this dude's kind of annoying. He is kind of annoying, but he won't be that annoying if he's winning football games for the orange and blue. But it's undisputable that he is a very corny human. Now that tweet with the forthcoming soon, that's not the corniest of the things Russell Wilson has done. But it's What is? What's the corniest? What, Rachel? What's the corniest? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I mean, the concussion water thing isn't the corniest. That was just stupid, uh, where he, 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 he said that his, his brand of water cures concussions. I don't know. It's just his general vibe. Like, like even like the abs celebration stuff when he was at abs games and like the way he would phrase it and stuff was just really corny. It was contrite. It wasn't necessarily like, it, it doesn't come across as pure. It comes across as very controlled. And we Calculated. always joke internally at the fan of, Oh, how many social media handlers did that one go through for Russell Wilson? That's what I mean when I say corny. And it's funny because LeBron James over the last like three months here has said some things that are really uncorny with calling Boston sports fans racist the, uh, within the last week, um, calling and he's a Red Sox owner. So that was crazy. His Brittany Griner take was very uh, uninformed, but it was like out there. So all of a sudden LeBron James has become a little more unbuttoned. Um, and, and I wonder maybe if we see Russell Wilson win a Super Bowl in, in Denver and we see him, you know, do what Tom Brady has done in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady went from corny to all of a sudden like this cool, chill bro guy who's also like a dad. So I wonder if this changes over time for Russell Wilson. He's able to let loose and maybe he's a little uncomfortable. So it's extra corny right now, but it is extra corny. He is super corny. I love it. Timothy says, anytime he and Sierra are together, and then the real McCoy says, hi, Rachel. What's up? Glad you're hanging out with Jake and I here on Coffee Break this morning. So I asked on Twitter if people thought Russell Wilson was corny, and an overwhelming amount of people said yes. 69.8% said yes. 30.2% said no. See, I don't know if I would call him corny, but I do agree with the calculated like part of where you're saying corny. Cause I do think he's very calculated when he does a lot of his things for social media, when he talks to um, the media, media, even excuse me, like he'll smile real bright. And then he'll like bring it back down. Cause he realizes that he's almost showing too much emotion. So the real McCoy says he's corny, but in a fun way, I don't care if he's corny, as long as he can win football games, that's all that's going to matter at the end of the day. But Jake, the Stanley cup, Wait, wait, wait. I got, I, got the, I got the corniest thing. It's the let's ride. Let's ride is super corny. That's like peak corniness. Uh, I don't know, but everyone's bought into it, though. I mean, one, I have bought into it jokingly because it's so corny. I'm like, I've, I've gone like a 360 on it. Like, I'm back around because it's so bad. Like, I, like, I've been using the metaphor now. It's like Broncos are going for the Super Bowl this year, so it's not let's jump on the saddle this year. It's let's ride, right? Like, I, I'm in on it because it's her, it's horrific and, and, and whatever. Like, Tom Brady did the let's go thing, and, and Russell Wilson needed his own, so now he's with the let's ride. Like, let's not forget, like, the things going around the NFL with the brands and stuff that this is formed. Um, if you want to – if you're like Jake, then who's not a corny quarterback? You call out all these people. 
Joe Burrow is not corny. Joe Burrow stays Joe Burrow. Like he is in his own class with like personality and he actually is himself a hundred percent of the time. I think Russell Wilson's being controlled by like a PR person 95% of the time. I don't think we're actually seeing a genuine person there or if that's his genuine persona, it's corny. Okay, interesting. I don't think Let's Ride is corny. We're going to ask everybody on social media if they do because I would love to hear everyone's opinion. What I feel like is corny, and I can't believe we're digging this deep into this, Jake, but when he goes to surprise Sierra wherever she is overseas and he's got this huge bouquet of flowers and then they're recording it, right? Like, that's what I feel is corny. Let's Ride, I'm not on with you. But we'll ask people on social media because we would love to hear their answers or let us know in the comments as well. Now we go need to get into the Colorado Avalanche because the Stanley Cup is traveling around and Jared Bednar has it today. He is in South Carolina getting to hang out and show a bunch of different people just what he's got going on. So my favorite thing is this about this, though, is as Jared Bednar waits to get it, they're pulling it out of a minivan. I'm like, you guys couldn't have gotten this like a nicer car. It's just a white minivan. But one way or another, I do love it. I love that Jared Bednar is getting the opportunity to take it to his hometown. Um, they're taking it to the Carolina Ice Palace, as you can see by Tom there. And then he's taking the time to show almost every fan that showed up to take a picture with it, different details about it, which I think is really cool at the end of the day, Jake. Yeah, it looks like it's actually been repaired maybe too. It looked pretty circular to me. So It, it was actually repaired before the parade, Jake. So Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I was too uh, caught up in the stupor that was the parade to, to look into the details and, and see how mm. circular the cup was at that point. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, this continues to be one of the best traditions in sport. This is why you want to win this trophy. Uh, it means more than just winning a title in any other sport. It, it just, there's so much to winning the Stanley cup. And, you know, this is the lore of the Stanley cup and this continues to build the lore for the next generations. And, you know, a lot of people won't stay in the same room as the Stanley Cup that don't win it or won't touch it if they haven't won it because they haven't earned it, right? Uh, you know, so these Avs players, these Avs staff will, will always be able to touch it, will always be able to feel a part of it. Quite literally, their names will be on it very soon here. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very cool. And I think when you see that hunk of metal that weighs 34 pounds on a podium and some, you know, adults standing next to it and they're a little emotional and you're a kid and you don't really understand what's going on. You start to ask questions and maybe that's how you get into hockey. So it's cool. Oh, I love it. I love the tradition behind it. I love that every player, coach, staff member gets a day with it. I think that's really cool. But the Avalanche had their development camp going on and they gave us a behind the scenes look at what it was like for these development players to do the incline down in Colorado Springs. Watch this and definitely take a laugh. My calves are burning already. Apparently coming down is worse. Yeah, they are. How does that even make sense? How's it going? Alright, boys. <laughs> I'm about done. I don't know if I'm much of an inspiration for this. Hold on, let me get the view over here. I don't know if I'm allowed to be doing this, but I'm trying to get some good footage here. Wow. Look at that. How are the boys doing good? Really dying. I'm all in for adventures and stuff, boys. Dude, like my chest is caving in. Oh my god, this is high up. Dude, I can't even look at that. These stairs are like taller than me. This is a problem. GoPro's getting some nice footage of the rock here. Good job. Good job. We're making action. 
Yeah. This guy is an absolute machine. In Croc. That's gotta be the hardest thing I've ever seen in my life. Who are you? How's it going? How you guys feeling? <sighs> Dude, I hate heights. Why is that water park? Beautiful view. Oh, was it? Yeah. This has got to be pointing up. Because you're walking like that the whole time. Look so at that little guy. Look at that little thing. No. Not going to hurt you, bud. Come here. Come on. Right there. Mission complete. Whoa. I got him. I just touched it, I swear to God. You need to get on the cam. Let me get you on the cam. I don't need to get on the cam. The wilderness. What is that, National Geographic? Going into this, did you guys think it was going to be anything like this? Or? Uh, no. I thought it was going to be like the way down. I thought it was going to be a nice trail, look at the scenery, you know, yeah. hang out with the guys. But no, my head was down. I don't think I looked at one tree the whole time. No, not at all. I was surprised, that's for sure. <laughs> a lot steeper than expected. Definitely didn't feel like, felt like a hockey player going up there. So. Yeah, of course, I had to take a couple breaks during the, uh, the climb up. Yeah. More than a couple, yeah. It was very hard. I'm just excited to get to bed, that's for sure. A huge thank you to the Colorado Avalanche for uh, letting us use that footage because, yeah, it's super cool. And if you saw the name Makar, then that name is actually the younger brother of Kale Makar. So real funny there. But we do have to get into our Tuesday trivia because we've got Will and James joining us. And I think James is going to be hosting today. So, James, is that correct? Are you hosting? Yes, I am. So we're doing speed round trivia. All right. Here we go. All right. What, what's our pin again, Rachel? Um, it is, hold on one second, let me pull it it's up. It's been on the screen for 20 minutes, Will. I know, and then I got kicked out, so. Come on now. I, I was in, and I got booted. My team name is in honor of Jake the curmudgeon. <laughs> do, you, do you like that there's someone on your team that might be more of a curmudgeon than you? Is this like a good development <laughs> for you? So good, so good. I just, I watched like the last 10 minutes of the show, and I'm like, I don't agree with him, but he makes some valid points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to give people just a few more seconds. Use that game pin, 745083 at kahoot.it. Hang out, join, see if you can beat any of these gentlemen in some nice little trivia. Today's category is baseball. Who feels confident besides Jake in baseball? No one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I promise it, it, them are easy. They're fun ones. We're just going to have fun it, with it. Can I just give you the the lineup for the 1986 Mets? I'm comfortable with that. You know? That's, a, that's, so, where, that's where my baseball fandom ended. It would be impressive, but we'll go ahead and start because, James, I know you got to go. So, again, we're doing speed round, everybody. Get ready to rumble. All right. Here we go. Which rock, Colorado Rockies pitcher started an all-star game? Obviously not the one that's pictured in this picture. Yeah, but he is uh, 
He might be capable of doing it. You never know. Oh, not according to Jake. He's too darn corny. <laughs> Jake's got to be called the Grinch. Man, give That's... me corny all day long over what we've had. All right. Nice, nice. Jake leading the way <laughs> on the timing. Don't forget, everybody. What year did the first All-Star game take place? Ooh, that's oh, that's boy. Okay, so I'm doing some math. Mm, skip a year. Ah, it was in Comiskey Park. The math. That helps at all. I mean, those years are, are pretty spread out. 1933 yeah. happened in Chicago. I guess that makes sense. It's the 92nd Ooh. All-Star game. That math didn't seem to make sense to me. All right. Who hit the first home run in an All-Star game? Well, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're not a uh, you're not a fan of one of these four men, James. I am not. I am not. But he did it. And that was the answer. Mm. Guarantee you it was during the day and against the white guy. So James is not a Babe Ruth guy, Rachel and James. I'm not. Here's a fun fact for you. The All-Star game actually came about because the Negro Leagues were doing it, and Major League Baseball thought it was a good idea. That is a fun fact. Yeah. That is my beef with Babe Ruth, though, is he played all-day games against only white guys. Well, he played Different night games game. the last, like, five years of his career sporadically, but your point remains. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Apparently, everybody, pretty much everyone watched the Home Run Derby last night to probably hear oh, about that. I'm gaining on you, Kadri. I don't know who Kadri is, but I'm gaining on him. This guy's Kadri. That could be a who's got a quicker thumb. That was, uh, yeah. Well, and Rachel, you said, you know, it was last year's, but you didn't include Coors Field. And I was wondering why. And it was strategic because you didn't want to give away the answer to the, the next question. So. You got it, Will. You got Did it. Did I gain on him? Did I gain? Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Quick thumbs. How long is the longest verified home run in professional baseball history, not just in the MLB? Be aware of this. Uh, I'm just guessing. Oh, come on. You don't know this? Jake, you're in third. Don't say anything yet. If it's exactly 500 feet, I was going to call Balderdash. It happened in Denver. Joey Myers. Oh, the moonshot. Yeah, Denver Bears. Listen here, Jake. Yeah. We have have some beef at the moment, okay? Wow, Jake. Can't be giving stuff away, buddy. I'm breaking out those facts, Jake. Way to go, buddy. It's all right. It's all right. I'm calm. Joey Myers moonshot. How many more questions we got? How did someone just get it wrong? Wait, who said false for that? Jake literally told you it happened in Denver. <laughs> Who's got the quickest thumb? Oh, James is staying hot. All right, last question. What is the longest home run in the StatCast era in the MLB, but no derby hit? Uh, this is a guess two to win it on the way out the door. I got to roll. Now, this one may have been Coors Field 2, right? Well, I mean, these on, these are all three feet yeah. apart. Are we kidding? Hold on. Yes. No, that's a great that's question because right. I got it that's right. not right. They oh! No, it is right because it's Nomar Mares who hit the longest one in Texas at 505. Yeah. But um, Trevor Story did also hit it, but then they changed it. So Let, Let's see those final standings before I roll out of I here. Lost. I lost. James is back in the lead, everybody. Jake oh, coming Shapiro in. Oh, Shapiro got third in his own game. 
Resign Cadre number two, and here we go. Let's Dun -dun 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 -dun. ride. Let's ride. Come in. All right, James, have a great show. Thanks so much for taking time. See you guys. See you, James. Bye. All right, Tommy coming in at number four, Timo coming in at number three. So thanks, everybody, so much for playing. We do appreciate it, as always. We have fun with Tuesday Trivia. Um, I promise I'll be back. No vacations for me in the upcoming future, future. So Tuesday trivia will be staying put here on Tuesday. Will, how are you though? Since you're in here with us for a few more minutes. I'm doing well. I just feel bad. We're like, we're so competitive that it comes out as criticism of your questions, right? Like, oh, I love it. I know, but I, we're all like, I honestly get like, challenged we, because of you guys. I know, but if we miss one, we're like, well, Rachel did it wrong or, or <laughs> they, that wasn't fair or this or that. And it's like, we should probably all take a little bit of a look in the mirror and be like, no. Rachel's doing great. She's just hosting. And just because we're all super competitive doesn't mean that Rachel did anything wrong. We just got the question wrong. One day I'll have all of you guys do your own and you guys can host it and I'll join in too. And I'll be just as critical of it. Don't worry, Will. Oh, I like that. That's like on um, Wheel of Fortune when they yeah. flipped the host. You know, Pat Sajak did the, the letter yep. board and Vanna White did the, did, did the hosting. We'll do, we'll do a switcheroo Tuesday on trivia. I like it. I like it. Real quick, Russell Wilson, corny or not? I mean, he is, but I don't <laughs> care. Like, like there, there's a huge difference between acknowledging it a little bit, but also, mm -hmm. like, not getting riled up about it or caring. Like, his whole, like, let's ride Broncos country behind the scene that went viral all over the, the internet and it got a bunch of memes made out of it. And, like, Pat McAfee did 10 minutes on it, just, like, roasting him for it. I was like, listen, that's going to go on the Jumbotron and it's going to get fans fired up. But yeah, it was kind of corny. And also, Broncos social media team does a really good job. I don't know what they were doing on that one, though. I would not have posted that video uh, of the outtakes of Let's Ride. So yeah, I think he's he's a little bit corny. But to James's point, like, would you rather have corny or Trevor Simeon or Case Keenum or Joe Flacco? Give me corny all day. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to be asking on Twitter if you guys think corner or if you think let's ride is corny. So please go answer. Cause I would love to hear it. Um, again, this is going to be an interesting topic, Jake. To James's point, the last completely uncorny Broncos quarterback was Chad Kelly. <laughs> How'd that work out for him? There you go. Well. There yeah. we go. All now right. Everybody. The buzz light year and vacuum cleaner and the police. So uh, just Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about, but it didn't end well. True. The vacuum cleaner. How could we ever forget? All right, everyone. That's going to do it for coffee break though. Uh, both Will and I will be back tomorrow morning at 10 30 AM. Make sure you come hang out with us as always. Thank you so much for hanging out and playing trivia and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye everyone.